everyone, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Archangel podcast, the chance for myself, Father Jacob, and my co-host, Megan Jones, the coordinator of communications here at St. Mike's, to go behind the scenes of the inner workings of the parish and school here in Cherville, Indiana. So today we have a particular treat for you. We've asked Deacon Ron and Linda Hansen to come on, two coordinators and major factors and major players in our Bible study here at St. Michael's. And so I will leave it to there uh, and then let them kind of introduce themselves and go through how they've contributed, you know, to Bible studies here at the parish. So I guess first off, uh, you know, just say Deacon Ron and Linda, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, for sure. No, thank you for making the time. I'm glad you guys could come out. I know the basement studio is not super edifying, uh, the lighting, you know, and like the, the surrounding, but you know, we're getting there. We're getting there one thing at a time. So, but uh, in any case, we'll go ahead and look right over to the first question we have for you all. So whoever wants to go first, whoever can decide, don't, uh, don't all rush at once. Uh, but just tell us a little bit about your background and also as well, how you got involved, uh, you know, in the parish. What do you think? I'll start. <clears throat> Well, my background is is uh, pretty simple. I've been here about uh, 30 years as a parishioner here at St. Michael's, and uh, I've been in an ordained permanent deacon for 10 years. Just celebrated my uh, 10-year anniversary of that event. Um, I've been involved in a variety of ministries, uh, most of them liturgically based, uh, and which kind of led me in the diaconate, but... Uh, Bible study has has been one of my, uh, I think, one of the richest uh, things that I do that I that I really enjoy and um, I get a lot out of it myself. Besides facilitating it, nice. Um, I'm Linda Hansen, and I've only been a parishioner at St. Mike's since 2005. Okay. When we moved out here originally in 2000, we were at St. Joe's, um, but St. Mike's is actually closer, and so we kind of moved over. Um, we started Bible study in 2009 or 10, quite a long time ago, and I was in the lay ecclesial ministry program at the time mm-hmm. and working on a master's degree from CTU, mm-hmm. uh, Master of Pastoral Studies, Master of Arts. Um, my previous degree was in English, and I teach. I was teaching English and kind of segued over into theology and loved it so much that I wanted to pursue more of the theology and um the theology classes that I had that were scripture-related, I loved. And maybe that has something to do with my background in literature and in English. Uh, I could understand more easily the different kinds of genres in in scripture, and I could get, I found more out of it readily because of the previous background that I had. Um, and I, I love the Bible study that we've done over the past, you know, 10, 11 years, because as Ron said, it's been enriching for me, especially working with people in the parish, uh, getting to know them on a more personal level. Um, and I find that we minister to each other in the ministry that we're in together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, totally on plan too. like if anyone's listening that is interested to learn more about the permanent diaconate and what that is, and if any men are considering that possibility in the parish, then Deacon Ron is your guy. He's your go-to. And if anyone is interested, you know, men or women, uh, in the reality of lay ecclesial ministry, then 
sounds like Linda Hansen, you know, that's your woman. So there you go. You got uh, two resources here. But not to mention, too, Deacon Ron, in order to be a permanent deacon in our diocese, you went through the lay ecclesial ministry formation program yourself, right? That's correct. Yeah. Gotcha. And then you kind of add on more time after that. Yeah, four years of that and then um, another two years of diaconate. Gotcha. Gotcha. Nice. No, I've gotten the chance to see a little bit of the diaconate formation unfold here at St. Mike's when Father Marty uh, has the guys baptize a doll in the class and it's probably the holiest doll in all of creation. It is. Uh, I, I been, baptized that doll several bat- times. Yes. yes. It's been baptized many, many times. Baptized over and over and over. And it's been anointed with avocado oil over and over and over to, you know, replicate chrism and, you know, that, the oil catechumens and all that. Um, but in any case, so great. That's a little bit about them. Um, but then kind of looking forward here, then, you know, like, if, you're, if someone's considering or thinking about the possibility of scripture studies, then, like, why should anyone be interested in pursuing studying the scriptures? Like, how would you explain it to someone or what would you tell someone? Well, I think, first of all, uh, have to realize that scripture is the word of God. And <clears throat> um, I think that's the fundamental uh, basis. It's um, to know God to know Jesus, you have to know the scripture. There's there's no there's no doubt about it. And so uh, I think that's first and foremost is it it uh, strongly helps you develop in your faith mm-hmm. and help you understand uh, the readings that are proclaimed at mass every week and and daily. And I think uh, that's that's number one. But I think also it speaks to us uh Today, in a lot of our um, day-to-day situations, it's amazing how often we have comments of, <laughs> of what we're studying in this particular class, and how often it is so relevant to what we're 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 uh, dealing with in today's world. And people, on a personal basis, as well as on a uh, you know country parish, you know country or even a parish basis, mm-hmm. um, and how that helps understand how, how to deal with situations and how we should act as a child of God. Mm, amen. Amen. I can buy that. Yeah, It remains timeless, you know, in the sense that, yes, it was born of a context, born of a time, and has value in its own worth for that, yet somehow um, transcends that to reach us today mm-hmm. so that we can somehow connect it to our own lives. You know, who are we as a people of God? Um, what does it mean to be born of Christ and how is God challenging us and trying to transform us to help build that kingdom? Mm. And those answers are definitely there in scripture for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We just need to learn how to listen. Yeah. Amen. I mean, the whole story, uh, like human, you know, human, the human story of like God's saving plan for us unfolds. Right. But I mean, just kind of hit the nail on the head. Like the human condition hasn't really changed. You know, yeah, we're we're sure. still the same people that we read about in the scriptures in terms of like who we are, what we're called to, and that relationship we're called to have. And so in that sense, it's timeless. Like you said, it always will speak to the human heart um, because of that reality. So, And I can, I can think of one person in particular who would say things like, um, you know, why didn't the people during Jesus's time just like understand and know, well, that's easy to say when we're looking at it from many years removed, and mm-hmm. we know how the story ends. 
But how many times then for us are we in the midst of something and we don't necessarily see how that particular story we're in is going to end and we have to trust, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, so it's it's easy for us to kind of look in hindsight and say, here's how they should have acted, here's right. who they should have been. But then we can look at ourselves and go, mm, I'm not always good at it mm-hmm. myself. And I have to learn to trust as they, as scripture is, is constantly telling us, mm-hmm. trust Trust, trust me, trust Christ. Yeah. And it's yeah. so easy to look at the scriptures and, and look, well, why weren't they listening? Why didn't they hear God's voice? And we're sitting there half the time. Oh, God's not telling me anything. I'm not going to, I'm not going to listen. I'm just going to sit here, you know? So it's just so easy to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You like look at story of like the wounds of, uh, you know, when Christ shows his wounds to Thomas because he doubts and it's like, dude, come on. Like you didn't <laughs> know, like, and it's like. No, no one had ever done that before, like risen from the dead. So he didn't he probably didn't you know. know. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, he, he could have anticipated it and like trusted the, um, you know, testimony of the other apostles in that moment. But at the same time, it's like, would you have really believed them if they said that? I mean, I could I could see easily how anyone would struggle with that. Like they thought they saw a ghost. But anyway, nonetheless, so. I guess I digress and we can pick them <laughs> apart from, from here, right? Yes. Yeah. Who, who are we now? So, Well, and then off of that, what would you both say would be some of your favorite studies that you've done, not only current, but in the past as well? Well, I think uh, Linda's smiling. I know why she's <laughs> smiling. But um, <clears throat> I think I, I think it's important to point out at our Bible study here at St. Michael's um, that Linda and I... Uh, when we first uh, volunteered to take this over and start this uh, this ministry, um, we kind of decided up front that we wanted to have a Bible study that took a book of the Bible and studied it from beginning to end mm-hmm. and understood the background mm-hmm. and understood why it was written, who wrote it, um, who was the audience, etc. And it that really changes things because some we've had Bible studies here before, and I know there's others in other areas where they want to, you know, they take the Sunday readings and they open them up, you know. Sure. And I go, that's that's great, but that's not what we wanted. We thought yeah. the people wanted mm-hmm. that it was more so uh, to take it from the beginning and understand the context and all that. And mm-hmm. to me, that was a very smart decision because I think that's what people really enjoyed. Yeah. It wasn't a personal, how does this make you feel kind of thing? It mm-hmm. was more so here's, here's what was, here's why it was written and here's how it's relevant to us today. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. in, in this, this whole book and you kind of understand some of the puts it all in, instead of taking it out of context, it puts yeah. it all into context. Yeah. We were looking mm-hmm. at the scholarship yeah. or the academic approach. Yes. Um, yeah. But I have, I have to say in that regard, I have learned over the past 10 or 11 years that the faith sharing part of it naturally has to happen. Yeah, but sure. But had, I had to learn personally. I think maybe other people got there on the team before I did. I had to learn that the Holy Spirit has to guide some of that too. Mm-hmm. You know, that when the Holy Spirit goes there, you just got to let it go there. So there is some faith sharing components that do happen, but I think it developed over time when people got more comfortable with each other. Sure when they came to understand the depths, the scholarship, the academic part of the scripture, 
then it was easier for them to apply it to their own lives and see how God was calling them to respond. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is funny. I know exactly what you mean, though, Deacon Ron, when you said, like, the whole thing of kind of trying to set it out that, first of all, it's going to be, like, not just the Sunday readings. Because you, there's, I think the the market for that is like pretty saturated with like podcasts, information, content, websites. Like, there's a plethora of resources people can use, you know, to look at Sunday readings. Um, but then the other thing is like you just kind of keep getting not like broken up pieces, but particularly like for the Gospels, it's not right. But if you're trying to follow like the second reading, that's by definition like not you know, in sequence, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I mean, I guess you could do that maybe with the first reading, but then kind of the whole idea of the Sunday, like, you know, Bible study idea is like, you're trying to find the connection between usually the Psalm, the first reading and the gospel. And that's not what you guys wanted to do. Right. It's like, no, Correct. no. Correct. So, well then what's like some of the past studies that you've done? Like, I think I saw a book, uh, the little rock or, is, yeah, that, is we, that right? We yeah. used the Little Rock Scripture Study because it came with the actual passages with commentary and then study guide questions. Mm-hmm. And we would sit down beforehand and say, are there any questions that are either very strange, like if you could be any animal, what animal would you be? Oh, or, that's fun. <laughs> like, that yeah. took a turn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or, you know, something that seemed too too, too personal uh-huh. that would turn people off. So yeah, yeah. initially we kind of went through the questions and we kept the ones that were more academic in nature or those that we could, there was application, mm-hmm. but the application wasn't too overly personal. Mm-hmm. And we started with Luke. From there we went to Exodus, um, which was interesting because when I was doing registration, somebody walked up to me and said, you know, why are you doing Exodus? That's Old Testament. We're Catholics. And I was like, wow, okay, this is why we need the <laughs> yeah. scholarship. Right? Here's like, the reason. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. This is why we're doing Exodus now. <laughs> right. Wow. So we yeah. would switch it up back and forth. We would do uh-huh. something New Testament, something Old Testament. Um, the first summer, I think we did Hebrews because in the summer we try to do the shorter lessons that are out there, the shorter you know, mm-hmm. studies that mm-hmm. are out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we only want to do four to six weeks in the summer. People are busy and sure. we have the fun fest that we're getting ready for. Um, and Hebrews early on was kind of, um, I don't want to say a mistake, <laughs> but it was a challenge. <laughs> That's the context so, of that is tough and yes. like trying to situate yeah. it and understand who and why and like, and so people went through yeah. Luke and Exodus and bam, Hebrews, here we go. Yeah, and and yeah, they yeah. were like, what is this? <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Trying to wrestle and understand like the priesthood, like old Testament to new Testament, like. I just, I remember, um, we had a class in the seminary where the teacher wanted us to do this, um, study method called Havruta. And it was based on, uh, Jewish scripture scholarship. And you would pair up with someone. And then the whole idea was that you would just like debate things back and forth. It was like an argumentative dialogue. And so the first thing we, the first chapter of this book we were looking at, it was like an overview of the priesthood. And the first chapter was Hebrews. And we were in first theology. Hardly any of us had had any theology before. Most of us had just had philosophy. Like you might have had like an overview New Testament or Old Testament class in college. And our teacher's like, all right, go ahead. And the room was just silent. (laughs) It was like, guys, you're supposed to be debating. It was like, 
none of us Nowhere have ever really begin. read this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, ooh, did you guys face a little bit of that kind of steep uphill climb with Hebrews? or A little bit. Um, people found it challenging but stuck with it. You know, and and thanks be to God, they all came back in the fall for whatever next thing that we did. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but we've done First and Second Corinthians. We've done um, letters from prison, which you know, then you're talking about a couple of different books. Yeah. Uh, we did um, a little rock study on the Eucharist. So now we kind of over the years then moved into some of the themes, mm-hmm. but yet it was it was exposing or revealing for people how the Eucharist through Scripture. Mm-hmm you know, is is enlightening for them to see it. So sure, sure. Uh, this summer we're doing angels in Scripture. Oh, nice. And so that's been very, very interesting because oh. there were things I've learned about angels that I didn't realize. And then when it, of course, talks about the Eucharistic prayer or, you know, people in the Bible study are going, oh, oh, I've always heard that and it just washes right over me. Now I'm attentive to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another beautiful thing that I found in Scripture study is so, you know, so many other faiths, because I teach at a Catholic school and not all of our kids are Catholic. Those Catholics, they, they don't follow scripture at all. And I'm like, you don't know anything about the Catholic Church then. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and you look at the Mass and how rich the Mass is and, you know, just steeped in scripture. And this is what I think a lot of people have found in the Bible study. They have um, deepened their, their love of the liturgy, you know, of liturgy. They've deepened their love of the sacraments because they're making all these connections mm-hmm. that they knew at one point in their youth, but now when you're older and life has happened to you, mm-hmm. you walk away with so much more when you sure. revisit. And so that revisiting of the things that we've always known and forgotten, or maybe we were never, you know, like I'm kind of the post-Vatican II child where the pendulum swung mm-hmm. from Baltimore Catechism to let's make collages. You know, and so I feel gypped in some ways. And I think getting my maps and doing Bible study has helped fill, you know, so many of those gaps for me. Mm-hmm. And I find in, in scripture study as well, people talking about gaps that are getting filled for them. Yeah. Yeah. No, so many questions that people have that can be brought to light with a little bit of pursuit of, you know, like a little bit of kind of like revealing or like taking back the layers of what they thought are misconceptions and even people in the pews that have them, you know, kind of can be uh, revealed, revealed in that way. So I guess uh, as we hit the home stretch here, um, you know, maybe to throw that in, uh, if you could be any animal, what would you be? You know? no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. The, the little rock, you know, discussion question. Pumba. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. No, but uh, times. <laughs> yeah, right. there's actually a story behind that. We as a we have a steering committee that meets, and uh, we had that question, and Linda was just beside herself that we shouldn't do that question, and um, so she was, you know, how ridiculous that was. So at our next meeting, uh, one of our other members of the cast brought in a stuffed pumba and put it in the middle of the table. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that was kind of our mascot. Well, then uh, we started meeting at my house, uh-huh. and uh, I found from my son's early days a giant Pumba, stuffed Pumba. <laughs> and so now that is clearly our mascot. So we now every time we have a meeting, I bring up Pumba, 
And it'll always be remembered as that question about what animal would you be. Let me know if you want Bible study t-shirts with Pumbaa in it. Okay. okay. I just might do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some little branding here. Pumbaa on one side, Archangel on the other side. You know, this is... This is where ideas And if that happen. doesn't lead to curiosity to people to come to Bible study, exactly. I don't know what, what exactly. will. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Is that that character from Lion King? Like, <laughs> it is. Would you it like is. to read the scripture? What does, it have yeah. to, what does that have to do with scripture? We'll come and see. See. Yeah. Don't worry. It has everything to do with it. You have no idea. It's like, really? I don't, huh? Well, that that's the other thing for anybody who's wondering about um, joining us for scripture study. I, I would have to say... If you come just once, you are going to hear so much laughter that you probably <laughs> haven't heard in one week's time. You will hear in one evening mm. at Bible study, uh, whether it's the questions that we're talking about, whether we're poking fun at each other. Every time there's a question where people are like, why are we doing this question? We just blame Deacon Rhyme. It's his fault, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Makes sense. And if I'm not there, I'm sure I get blamed, you know. <laughs> yeah. So we just we have a lot of fun together. And it's a very welcoming group of people um, who love their faith. And just want to be better people. And we all struggle to be the best people that we can be on any given day. Um, so we're forgiving of each other, but there's just a whole lot of love and a whole lot of laughter that happens during Bible study. Mm. You know, we have a fairly strong core group of about 20 to 25 people that come regularly and come every session. And then we have people that come for a couple of sessions and then take time off and so it's uh, it's it's great that we have this type of uh, core following like that that, that mm-hmm. attend regularly. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It can be kind of scary for people to come if they never have, or to think like if I come to one, then I'm going to feel compelled or pressured to come to every one. And it's like not been getting that vibe uh, that you guys have been saying. So no, and you know the other thing is too. I think. The Bible itself is just scary for some people. Mm-hmm. They see it as just this one book of many, many pages, and where do you begin? And so when people want to begin Bible study, they open up to Genesis 1, and they begin. And Good luck. Then yeah. you <laughs> end up you know, in Deuteronomy or Numbers, and you're like, wow, what is this? And just kind of give up. Um, and so I think when we, we start with, we started with Luke, we wanted to start with something familiar. What you hear when you go to church, when you go to Mass. Um, and lo and behold, all these years later, this fall, we're doing Luke again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you haven't done Bible study, it's a great study to start with. So come join us in the fall. Um, we'll be doing registration sometime in September. So watch the bulletin for that. Uh, and I will be out there after masses in September to answer any questions that people have, you know. Um, but it's a great study to start if you have never opened to the Bible because you'll get, you'll hear familiar stories and parables, and you'll begin to make connections, and you'll go, "Okay, this isn't so bad. I can do this." Last question: Is there food or coffee involved, or is that uh, not part of the reality of the community of Bible study? What do you think? <clears throat> There's, uh, there used to be coffee uh-huh. in our from the coffee machine. Oh, but now that has a big blanket over it. Um, uh, COVID, 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 COVID takes something else. But uh, no, we never had food. Oh, okay, gotcha. But the coffee, though, yeah, the coffee is there. That would be the crowd. That would be the crowd pleaser. I and think you, you you're know? welcome to bring your own coffee. But honestly, it's the laughter. Ah, uh, okay. So there, you know, and I'll be honest. I mean, there are days where it's like, oh my gosh, I get home from work and I have so much to do, and it's like I really don't feel like leaving the house again. You know, we've all been there. Yeah. 
And I put on my shoes and I put on my coat and I get through the snow and I get to Bible study and I get there and I think, I'm so glad I'm here. Mm. And at the end of it, as I'm still talking with people and they're trying to lock up the building, I'm so glad I came. Yeah. And the beauty of being able to see the Holy Spirit at work constantly, seeing people become, you know, participants in our faith formation program or radiate. You know, I still remember the night that um, a few people were talking after Bible study very animatedly, and then Radiate came to be, even mm-hmm, though mm-hmm. people had been talking about it. It was like, I stood there going, this is the impetus. It's really going to happen now. And yeah. it did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you see the fruitfulness of Bible study in the people who are now becoming more involved in parish life because they've been so inflamed with mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and with the um, relationships that they fostered. Yeah. And it's really beautiful to sit back and see the Holy Spirit constantly at work. Amen. Definitely an element of beauty there and a reality of beauty. And But don't worry. Don't worry. If you come to Bible study, then you will not be compelled to be in charge of any programs no. that quickly. No. But we'll find you. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Well, just to say thank you both for taking the time, uh, you know, to come on and to share some of your thoughts and reflections about Bible study. And a closing thought. So uh, you'd mentioned, I think, Linda, before that if someone's interested in joining or uh, like seeking more information, they can talk with either of you, you know, Deacon Ron or Linda, or as well, keep an eye on the bulletin or our website or social media for up and coming things. Can we get a preview of maybe the study happening in the fall or it hasn't happened yet? Luke will be the oh, fall. Luke. The Gospel of yeah, Luke will be that. in the fall. Nice. Right. Uh, maybe that can make that into the blooper reel, but it'll probably stay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> we, are, we are finishing up. We have one more week of angels. So this Tuesday will be our last one for the summer because then we start to segue into, you know, Fun Fest, which is right. pandemic picnic mode this right, year. Right, 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 right. Um, and then when that's all over, we let people get started with their school years, and then we fire back up again. Gotcha, cool. So and it's, on, yeah, so it's on Tuesday nights uh-huh. at 7 o'clock, um, and we go for six or seven weeks straight, and then we take a break over the holidays. <laughs> I thought you were going to say six or seven hours. I was like, <laughs> whoa. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we're really intense. Yeah, yeah well, we're <laughs> um, there till 1 a.m. It is intense. Yeah, no, uh, no. But then uh, then we have another six or seven weeks uh, in the, you know, starting up and usually like early February. Um, and we start at 7. Um, we watch a video, which are excellent, that's produced by um, uh, Little Rock Scripture. Um, they have a number of different people that come on and... Uh, enhance the commentary that you've already read Mm. Um, and then um, it's about 20 minutes long usually and then we break up into groups and we discuss the discuss the discussion questions and uh, usually we're out of there um, eight o'clock eight ten like that so it's really not uh, you know the whole night long hours long kind of thing it's and the people who are getting home later than that are just still in the parking lot talking yeah, yeah, yeah you know, for people sure. People will really hang around for quite a while talking mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. because it really is life-giving to them mm-hmm. and the friendships that are formed and the things that they still want to discuss after the study is over. For sure, for sure. Well, you've heard it here and the chance to learn a little bit more about the Bible study ministry here at St. Mike's in Cherville, Indiana. If you like the content, go ahead and like and comment or share. Or better yet, if you want to share it with a friend that you think would benefit 
uh, from being encouraged by the possibility of attending a Bible study, even in their own parish. You have two witnesses here that are attesting to its powerful effects and very fruitful and also fun things. So in the meantime, thank you again, and God bless. I did want to mention we're yes. open to not just St. Michael's parishioners, but uh-huh. anybody's welcome. Nice. So just, right. uh, you can click on our website. You can send me an email, and I'll get you more information if you're outside the parish. There you go. You heard it here. God bless you. Thank you.